Welcome to the X Factor Roping Podcast. Our goal is to give you the knowledge and tools to get the most out of what you love to do. I'm Pace Freed, the owner of XFactorRoping.com and your host. We want to bring you the best content possible and it would mean so much to us if you would continue to sign up and support XFactorRoping.com. Thank you for listening. I'm sitting here with Trey Johnson and uh, Trey, you know, I, I've known you for quite a, you know, quite some time and man, you've sure been a real, I think you're the first guy we filmed with with X Factor and and, you know, I, I just remember seeing you when I first got down there to Texas and getting to know you. And it's been, you know, one of my favorite guys that I've got to meet down here and just being around you, pretty motivating guy. So, Trey, I just really appreciate you being on the podcast. Oh, awesome, Pace. That means a lot to me, and, and thanks for letting me be on. Any chance we have a opportunity to make a difference in people, I'm, I'm in. Well, and that's, that's what's so cool about you is, I, you know, you really do live it. And, in fact, Trey, I was just talking to you yesterday uh, we're you know we're here at the Wrangler finals and um, so it started uh, today's Wednesday there's the open this evening and yesterday there was a, a bunch of ropings and Trey just take me through your last couple of days I think starting <laughs> from like Saturday to, to now well, yeah just take me through that uh, well of course Saturday we had kids I have three kids and they have uh, soccer football volleyball that was Saturday and then Sunday morning I had a service a church service in Stephenville Texas at nine and I uh, got done there and I left uh, my team to pick everything up and then I had another church service in Lipan at a church down there at 10 and so I'd let them know to just start the music and I'd be there in time and sure enough I got there and was able to step right up minister and um, and then spent time with the family Sunday afternoon and then drove all night um, we left Texas about 7 and uh, my guy that works for me drove to about 2 in the morning then I drove from about 2 till 7 and stopped at a truck stop and and uh, went over my leadership notes. I, I'm doing a course, Everyone Communicates and Few Connects right now. And so I have people all over the United States that call in from different walks of life. And so I pulled over at a truck stop for two hours to, to teach that course and then got back on the road and uh, got to where I was going in Colorado about 11. And I took a two-hour nap and got up and we went over to Walcott, Colorado to preach there Monday night and then drove straight from Walcott back to Greeley, back to here. And the roping started you know, at 8.30 that morning. We got here about 7.30 Tuesday morning, and then I had them put my, you know, asked if they could move some of my runs, and I did a leadership, another leadership teaching, a mentorship program from 8.30 to 9.30, and then roped all day. And uh, so it was a full day, had marriage counseling sessions with other people throughout the day, and and went to the gym, got the workout in, and then still we got done roping about two this morning. And so I was ready to lay down whenever I did lay down. Well, and Trey, I think this is what's so cool about you, and, and, I, and I'm so interested in getting into, is there's all these aspects of your life. I mean, uh -huh. you, you have a, a lot going on in managing your time and then being able to keep the motivation and the discipline to have the end, you know, to see the end results that you're after and be able to do that because it's just like that, going from church to church Sunday morning then driving and, and it just takes it takes its toll on you doing all of these things and you have so many aspects of your life that you're working on what are some ways that you you do try to balance that and and kind of be able to understand hey i need to work on my my spiritual life my family life yeah. my body my roping um, how, how do you do that trey well it's been years of years of practice now um of course you know my main three areas are ministry leadership and roping those are the areas that god uses me in um, and so every day i'm asking myself how can i move forward in those areas you know my purpose on the earth and that's huge in knowing who you are and why you're here you know proverbs 19:21 says a person's purpose remains forever 
that it doesn't change. You know, before we were born, God, God designed us and wired us a certain way to fulfill our purpose upon the earth. And so me knowing my purpose and everything that I do, I'm asking, is this helping people know God and is it helping people be the best them they can be? Uh, for example, when I get asked to do stuff like this, I'm always asking that question, will this help people know God and will it help them be the best them they can be? And if it doesn't doesn't meet my purpose, then my answer is no, because I've got so much going that all these distractions can pop up and then they rob my time. Um, and if I don't protect my time, then it, it I can't move forward, I can't become, I can't grow myself. Um, and so knowing my why, knowing why I'm here, um, keeps me motivated. It keeps me going forward. You know, what what would cause me to drive all night and fly here and drive here and fly here? And it's because I know my why. I, I, I know that people's eternal destiny um, are attached to me being the best me that I can be. And, and we all have that same purpose in a certain degree. And so, you know, knowing my why is a huge is a huge factor um, and we can get into to what that looks like you know how, how does a person um, do that you know one thing I, I did a leadership teaching at the first this year of would would I hire me or would I fire me in running my life would I hire me or would I fire me in order to uh, for me to be the man that I need to be the husband I need to be the leader that I need to be, the roper that I need to be, because nobody can develop my gifts for me but me. And so I was thinking yesterday in the teaching I was doing of, of, you know, what if every year we re-signed up, just like a job application or something? Because to answer that question, Pace, in some areas of my life, I would I would hire me, I would promote me. Other areas, I got I, I need to work on it, you know. And I think we're all like that, but that's such a powerful question. Um, when it comes to running our life, you know, would I would I hire me to coach myself in the gym? Would I hire me to push myself and develop me in my rope? And would I hire me to coach me and be in the man of God and the husband and the dad? Would I hire me or would I fire me? You know, what if every year we put in a job application for ourselves? Would I sign me back up? Or would I say, you need to look for another work? So it just keeps me thinking, keeps me moving forward because nobody can fulfill what God has put in my heart but me. You know, we have uh, in in the ministry, you know, we have a TV show that's in every country of the world now. We have, it's covering West Texas, New Mexico. We're looking at going on Dish Direct. Um, you know, I'll be going to Australia to do a lot of stuff this year, uh, possibly Brazil, uh, other things like that. And it's one question I always ask myself, whether I'm ministering, whether I'm doing a leadership a conference or whether I'm roping, um, if money was no option, what would I be doing? If money was no option, would I be here in Billings, Montana today? Would I be talking to you? And the answer is yes. When I get on a, a plane to fly somewhere, the answer is yes. I'm doing what I'm created to do, but that took time for me to know God, to discover His heartbeat for my life, to discover my gifts, my strengths, my passions, the desires that He's placed on the inside of me. And once I know my purpose, now I ask myself, what does that look like for me to be operating in all my gifts and all my strengths? What does it look like for me to live life and life more abundantly? What does it look like for me to reach my dream? What does it look like? My vision is to reach the world with the gospel win the world of team roping and change lives one thought at a time. How are we going to do that? We're going to do it through TV. We're going to do it through radio, magazines, books, CDs, podcasts. 
one service at a time, one roping at a time, one leadership conference at a time, one person at a time, one thought at a time, we're going to make a difference on this earth. And so I have my, the purpose, the vision, and the plan, and, and executing that on a daily basis. That's a, and to me, that's a really tough thing to do. Uh, you know, it takes years and years, like you said, and that's something that I, I constantly try to apply to my life. And finding your why is a big thing. And it seems like to me, Trey, uh, especially I'm 30 years old now, but when I was 16 to 24, it was pretty tough to understand my why. It just seemed like it was pretty selfish in all the things that I was wanting to do. And and you know, for you, Trey, you grew up in West Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up in—I mean, it's it's rough country out there. <laughs> yeah. But they dang sure that you do a lot, kind of a rodeo background, right? Uh-huh. Just grew up roping and doing some stuff like that. Take me through that. About you know, when you're younger, what was life like for you? Kind of that high school to college age. Yeah, um, you know, of course, my mom and dad are great people, and and they operated in what they knew as far as church and and relationship with God and that type of stuff and but the older I got the more focused they were on their relationship with God and um, you know I grew up with spent a lot of time with my granddad riding cutting horses did all the events growing up you know from bronc riding to riding bulls and I didn't bulldog just because I was never really big enough to do that and uh, but and then in high school you know I played sports and everything like that but my junior, senior year, I started team roping, and I started focusing more on my calf roping, my team roping, my rodeoing, and I went to college on a rodeo scholarship, and then uh, had a lot of alcoholism, a lot of drug stuff in my, my family, you know, addiction, and um, not so much my mom and dad, but the other family, you know, members around me, and when I was in college, I found myself headed down the same path, you know, that I was, that's just yeah, I wanted to rodeo. I had this scenario of the rodeo cowboy, you know, the party fighting, drinking, you know, womanizing, all that type of stuff. And I was headed down the same road. And I'd quit college pacing, um, had moved in with a girl in El Paso, Texas. And my parents did such a great job because they said, you know, Trey, we're not going to finance the lifestyle that you're living right now. Uh, we love you. You're always welcome here. But we're not going to pay for the decisions that you're making. And, uh, you know, I'd quit college, lived with her, and I went went home one weekend and my dad come running out the back door whenever I was getting ready to leave and tears running down his face and he says Trey the Lord show me you're gonna die if you don't get your life right and I was like yeah right dad whatever you know so I went back living the lifestyle that I was living and sure enough two weeks later I was leaving the rodeo to Austin and going to another rodeo and the guy I was roping with was in the passenger seat the girl I was dating at the time was in the back seat and I woke up um, in the middle of the night running 70 down a, uh, in the middle of the, the median of the highway of a four-lane highway and when I I woke up I tried to ease the rig back onto the road and when I saw that I wasn't going to make it because there's a big water culvert in the middle of the road I pulled the rig back in in the middle and the truck hit it just perfectly there's there's concrete slabs that went up the culvert on both sides and I hit it perfectly with the truck and it jumped the truck but the trailer hit it smack dab in the middle and of course it ripped the living quarters away from the truck and of course just spinning us across the highway and as I'm spinning around I'm seeing that trailer just flipping end over end over end and so when we come to a standstill and I realize I'm still alive and I, I took off running back over to the horse trailer and the horses are just going nuts they're kicking they're pawing they're uh, and so I, I climbed in the top of the trailer through the, one of the windows because we had to wait for the jaws of life to come and get cut the horses out of the trailer 
and I crawled down in there pace and I was just I, I never will forget it as long as I live I mean there's blood all over the ceiling the horses are going nuts and I'm squat down in there petting them and I remember my dad him saying Trey the Lord show me that if you don't get your life right you're gonna die and I, I knew that God had spared my life that night and in that trailer I, I called out I've been to church enough to know that I needed to call on the name of Jesus and I just asked the Lord to come into my life and I told him I just I want to know you I had no idea what I was called to do at the time I had no idea what he had for my future but I did know that I didn't want the life that I was living any longer and I wanted it to be real because when I was growing up I would see people uh, do one thing at church and another thing away from church and I was just like man I don't want anything to do with that and so I wanted it to be real um, and that's still my heart today you know when my feet hit the floor in the morning the first thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm seeking him I want to know him I don't want it to just be a head knowledge I want it to be real I want it to be tangible I know how he's delivered me from one thing after another I know how he's restored my life after going through a divorce several years ago I know how good he is and faithful he is and, and he's never let me down not one time but I also know the focus that it's taken also know the choice and decision that if I keep showing up in the presence of God he will reveal his heart to me even while I was a screw-up even while I was addicted to this and addicted to that I just started putting him first and putting him first and putting him first and and I had the mindset I found in Proverbs 420 it says my son be addicted to my word in one translation and that was my language I understood what it was like to be addicted to something and so I started trying to overdose on the Word of God literally I thought well I'm just gonna try to overdose on this and you know the byproduct was that I got set free and I got delivered and I got discovered my purpose and discovered my destiny I began to know the heart of God through his word and through that I began to discover my, my desires my passions just like winning the rookie of the year uh, in 2000 I can still see the the trailer house because once I gave my life to the Lord I went right back into that environment that I was previously in I had a desire to change I didn't know what what change looked like but I remember as I kept putting God first I, I can see the trailer house I can see the horse stalls I can see the sawhorse out there and I had a desire that I wanted to be a great roper I wanted I remember the desire that I want to win the rookie of the year and to some people that might sound selfish but it was it was a desire just like your gift to rope it's a desire that God placed in me to use use that desire to help mold me and direct me and it doesn't matter if you have a desire for baseball or football or or business or construction or banking whatever it is God will use your desires if we keep going towards him and keep working on being the best us we can be we will discover more of our gifts and strengths and passions and out of that we discover our why out of that we discover our vision out of that we discover what our daily plan weekly plan monthly plan yearly plan looks like but it's a daily process this doesn't happen overnight it happens daily uh, no I Trey that's I, I love hearing that story from you because I, it, I agree with it so much it seems like if we're just focused on one thing and it's a real selfish thing it just is a it can be such a narrow path uh -huh. and, and that's even like when you talk about roping it takes a lot of resources to be yeah. in the roping industry and if you have a higher purpose with that if that's what your heart's desire is all of a sudden money doesn't really matter if you win or lose you don't I mean you're disappointed when you lose sure. or what rig you pull up and doesn't matter as much as kind of 
being around the guys and the camaraderie of everything and it kind of feeds into like relationships like I kind of get to know you and got just good guys in the industry and it makes it fun and, and kind of life-changing experiences and, and helps you grow yeah and that's one thing I've really found and and I love hearing that because when you're you know you kind of go back and you have the desire to change um, I, in fact I was just reading this in a book the other day it talks about getting to a high level is it is it exercising and they're talking about if mm -hmm. you do a bunch of pull-ups one day and you don't really do it again it doesn't really help you get better at pull-ups but if you do a few pull-ups every day yeah you'll get good at pull-ups and, and that's and i thought that was a pretty simple way to think about everything you're doing if you're consistent with it every yeah. single day and you're consistent on self-evaluating and asking what my purpose is and is this what i need to be doing so i i, I love that hearing that from you uh, Trey, do you do you try to set goals or do you, how do you, do you like look down the road with what you're doing? Mm -hmm. um, that's a great question because goals are very important in anything that we do. But in order for goals to be effective, uh, because goals are just seasonal most of the time. But in order for those goals to get us to our end point, us fulfilling our purpose, I've changed my mindset over the year to to growth. That Instead of just how, you know, what's my goal in my rope and how good can I get? How many people can I reach? So instead of are we there yet, kind of like going on a trip, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Instead of thinking are we there yet, how far can I go? And so the goal is very important, but it's important the bigger pictures to have that growth mindset. That How big can I think? You know, how, how much can I, can I ask God for and believe God for and, and how good can I get in the ministry and, and my speaking and the leadership and my rope? And it's not just about a saddle or a buckle. It's about what does the best me look like? And this is a huge question I ask myself all the time. What does the best me look like as a husband, as a dad, as a leader? Because I can't give something I don't have. So if I'm not in the process of being the best me I can be, then it's going to hinder my ability to reach other people. And so what does the best me look like? And so um, that's where goals come from, really. You know, set a realistic goal. You know, you hear the SMART goals, the specific goals, the measurable goals, the attainable goals, the realistic goals, the time-measured goals. Those are very important to have, um, but keep them in perspective. You know, I deal a lot with the rodeo guys that are after rodeo. Um, that sure I do a lot with the, the here and now, but the ones who were the legends and the you know the champions of the time, well, they get past their rodeo career and they don't know who they are. They were good at a gift, at a talent, but they never developed as a person. I uh, deal with them in the entertainment world, and the, just the list goes on and on. Coming back to okay, goals are important as far as us winning or accomplishing things. But that's not who we are. I've got to develop who I am and get good at what I do. But what I do is not who I am. Who I am is a son of God. Who I am is a man of honor and integrity. Who I am is a man that has a, 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 a growth mindset. And yes, I'm, those goals are going to help me get there. But we don't want to. We don't want to get stuck on the goal. Uh, like rodeo, the goal at the end of the year. Yeah, Thomas Mack. There's going to be a world champion, but. January rolls around, here it is a new year, new goals. 
And so people can do that year in, year out, hit those goals, but are they growing into the person they're called and created to be? What does the best us look like? Philippians 3.13 says, press towards the goal of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Goals are very important, but a goal mindset in itself won't get you to your the ultimate destination. But a growth mindset, how good can I get? How, how many people can I reach? How far can I go will keep us developing and keep us going beyond the goal? Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Uh, so... Take me through a day. Let's just say you're at your house. Uh-huh. You don't have anywhere you really need to go. You've got a day to, to work on yourself. What does a typical day like that work for you? On, or I guess let's say it, like the perfect growth day for you. What okay. would that be? Um, well, I'm up by 4.35 most of the time at the latest um, and before anybody gets up. Um, and I, I get right into the presence of the Lord. I'm just working on me, my time with the Lord, my family's up. We, I do breakfast with my wife and kids, you know, we'll get them to school, then I'm back. And it changes according to the weather from what I have to do outside. So like, let's say in the wintertime when it's colder in the mornings, I'll move my outside stuff to after lunch or mid-morning or something like that. Whereas in the summertime, we're up as soon as we can see outside, you know, just because it gets so hot. And then I'll do my inside stuff later. But let's just say, um, I'm going to I'm up at 4:35 spending time with the Lord, spend time with my family. I'm back in the office let's say by 7:30 and I'm working on myself. I'm developing myself, my mind. I'm listening I, I, and this is where goals come in. I have uh, you know now I've just kind of lost sight of how many I really listen to, but let's say in the beginning stages I had a goal of I'm going to listen to at least 5 teachings a week. Uh, and and so up at 4:35 breakfast back in the office working on me till about 10 o'clock from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock I'm developing notes I'm developing next teaching session because I could be working on five different teachings at one time and so I'm developing those right there returning emails returning calls eat lunch when I step outside the people that work for me they have the arena ready the horses ready the steers ready because I don't have all day to be out there I have two and a half three hours but have a high intensity focused practice so they know when I say okay we're roping at 1.30. That means when I step outside, I want to step on the horse, and we're roping at 1.30. I rope from 1.30, let's say, to 4 o'clock, hand the horses back to my team, and then go to my kids' stuff, whether it's volleyball, soccer, whatever it is, and then I focus on my family for the rest of the day. That's pretty cool. And, you know, when Trey says it's pretty intense practice session, uh, I've had the, the, the privilege of uh, kind of being becoming one f- friends with a guy that used to work for you and he would talk about spinning you steers he's like I would get so mad at Trey because we'd be down there and I'd be heading him steers and as soon as I missed a couple Trey would make me put it on him in the shoe <laughs> yeah and and he's like and now that I get older and I'm working and I'm busy he's like, I understand why because I want to throw my rope when I'm healing and it yeah and, but you, you know that is so important to understand is roping to me what's so different about roping than uh, uh, most of your big sports is it takes a long time just to get practice ready yeah you know like an athlete they can go to the gym or shoot hoops or whatever it is but roping if you if you're down there for two or three hours you could rope 15 steers in two or three hours or you could rope 30 or 40 depending on how you set it up so yeah. i think that's something to really keep in mind and, and i know that you know that that is awesome to hear that you you know you kind of calculate that as well so yeah it's so funny because people all the time ask hey i just want to come by and hang out and i'm like 
there's not much hanging out at my house. You can come along and we're going to go at a high rate of speed, but we're going to get something accomplished. We're not just going to be hanging out. You know, just learning that time is the currency of life. And so pretty much every minute of my day is scheduled out. Even when I'm on the road, I keep the same schedule. Even though I'm doing stuff like this, I'm doing other counseling sessions. As soon as we get off here, we're doing a service here. But I have my day planned out where even while I'm on the road, I'm still getting better. I'm still developing because if I don't protect my time, little things can pop up and rob me of my time. And what I do with my time determines who I become, where I go, and what I do. I'm the only one who can steward my time. Time is the currency of life. And so time is very important to me. And, and talking about time, you know, the ability to self-evaluate yourself and, and have that growth. I, I, when I hear growth, I think process and just really mm-hmm. falling in love with the process and, and becoming a, just a, a, a learner and just trying to improve yourself all the time. What are some things that have really helped you grow as a person and understand what are some questions you ask yourself or what do you do to kind of help keep things in perspective of what you need to do yeah. and how you need to plan it out? Well, I think keeping that question at our forefront, what does the best me look like? Um, The question of where do I really want to go in life? What direction do I want to go in life? What has God placed on the inside of me? And then uh, mapping that out, you know, keeping my priorities are huge. You know, God, my time with God, uh, my wife, the people that work for me, my family, they know that I protect that at all costs because without him, I'm nothing. Without him, I don't have the right perspective. Without him, I don't have the attitude and the faith when I show up somewhere that can bring life back to somebody or bring healing to somebody or bring answers to somebody. So I've got to protect my time with God. So priorities are huge. You know, you probably heard of the Pareto principle, you know, of how to, you take, let's say if there's 10 things that I'm doing, it's the 80-20 principle, that I'm going to find the top 20% of the things that I do, and I'm going to give 80% of my effort to those top 20% in order to bring results in my life. Um, And then the rest of the stuff, I've got to ask myself, do I really need to be doing that? I can do a lot of things, but what are the things that give me the highest return? What are the things that give me the greatest reward? What are the the things that that only I can do? Nobody can be a husband for me but me. Nobody can be a dad for me but me. Nobody can take care of my physical body for me but me. Nobody can develop my roping for me but me. Nobody can develop my gifts of speaking for me but me. Nobody can do certain things. The other stuff, I delegate. That I don't have to, you know, I'm at the point now, of course, I've done all the process from the pick and the poop to all that type of stuff, but now that's not a good use of my time. Not that I'm above it or anything like that i'll get out there and shovel poop with the best of them but in the big picture that's not a good use of my time now yeah that that makes a lot of sense to me and i think it's really important and and yet for the younger guys when we don't necessarily have resources i think it's it's important to understand that having those priorities like you're saying uh, and being able to manage your time becomes even more important especially when we don't have resources like that because that means we you know, we're not able to manage our roping as much if we have to, if we have all these other things. And, and that's why being smart with your practice, with your life, and I think that that's, that's a, a big, big yeah. aspect of it. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, Pace, they look at guys that have been in the process for longer, and we have guys that work for us and help us, and but that always hasn't been the case. You know, faithfulness, and you mentioned a while ago, the process, it's huge. It is huge being faithful with the little things. When I started out, I had a single cab Dodge with a homemade one-horse trailer and a horse from Mexico, Chihuahua, Mexico. And that's what his name was, Mexico. 
and this was the toughest horse ever and i'd literally run 50 st i'm not suggesting anybody do this i'm just saying this was my this was my journey but i was determined i was going to be faithful with the little and god promised that he would make me ruler over much and you've mentioned the word consistency consistency isn't sexy consistent people say oh man how do you get all this done consistent oh man this just must be the, i just want to come and and see you can come and see but it's not going to be that exciting for you to sit here for four or five hours watching me study watching you work on me but consistency on me working on me has opened up doors around the world to be able to make a difference now but if I'm just kind of in and out, just like in the roping, if we're inconsistent, you mentioned pull-ups a while ago, if we're inconsistent, one day we do pull-ups and we don't do them again for three months, it's not going to produce the results. Consistency is huge. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so value the process. Value the journey. Enjoy where I'm at on the way to where I'm going. I'm not where I used to be. I don't, I'm not where I want to be yet. But thank God I'm in the process of growing. You and I have talked before. A goal that I have still this day, I've had it for years, if I can just change 1% today. What does that look like for me to change 1% today? Can I at least think one new thought today? Am I creating an environment for me to think at least 1% higher today than I did yesterday? Am I surrounding myself with the right mentors, the right coaches, the right people that are going to help lift my game just a little bit more today? Because a lot of times people want to get more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge, and, and information is huge. But what am I doing with what I know? What am I doing with what I know? And then that action plan is what brings the growth. Yeah, the information, but then what I do with the information is going to determine who I become. Right. So what type of information are you looking for? Will you go to, do you, I mean, when you're looking for that, what, what mm -hmm. are some good examples of what you've been trying to bring into your life here lately great um you know i i realized of course i've for years now like even in the roping world I, I you know i lived with rich skelton when i was a young man and worked for him cleaning pens doing what guys do for me now but that was a part of the process of being faithful so my rope and i've had the coaches you know me and alan baca spent a lot of time together and spent time with patrick a lot of the top guys because i, I want to get better and i want to learn but i also have mentors and coaches let's say like in the business world you know john maxwell's one of my mentors he's the number one leadership development guy in the world right now and paul martinelli helped les brown get his start he's one of my mentors he's and so when i'm in a room with these guys they think at a total different level they're not thinking about okay how can i um, just affect my community they're thinking how do we affect the world and so they think on a, a completely different level but i've had to on purpose put myself around men like that and women like that that think on a different level because in order for me to live on a different level i've got to think on a different level and so they're not you know trying to solve little bitty issues you know it's so funny this year uh pace i was a couple months ago i was teaching a leadership uh session and there's leaders of countries and i'm thinking i just get to laugh and i'm thinking lord i'm a cowboy <laughs> from west texas and here you having me talking to leaders of country but where did that come from? It only come from the process and on purpose, me putting myself around people that were bigger than me. But going back to the growth mindset, I don't want to just go to the next level. I want to grow into the next level. I don't want to put myself somewhere that I'm not ready to be. Just like when the TV opportunity, TV station calls, says, hey, Trey, we're looking for this, this, this. You're the first guy we thought of. Would you come on? That didn't surprise me because to, even today, I'm not preparing for where I'm at. I'm preparing for where I'm going. 
when I'm traveling, when I'm on a flight, I know exactly every moment of my time when that flight is going. Everybody else can be sleeping if they want to, but I'm going to be preparing for the next week and the next month. So when opportunity comes, I'm not trying to get ready. I'm ready. Right. Um, I think that's so important to, to just think about that and keep that in perspective is being ready and, and being ready for big moments and what, and what you want in your life because it's just like you said, uh, your college age when you've the Lord really came into your heart. Yeah. But that wasn't, you know, you weren't thinking about becoming. A, had no a, idea. Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> I, I don't think you would have thought you were down this path at all. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I want. I, I'm really curious about that, Trey. When did it get into your heart to start speaking and, and kind of <laughs> become this, uh, you know, and minister churches and, and things like that? When did um, when did that come about? Well, it was about after I gave my life to the Lord. Um. And I just I found Matthew six thirty three seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Well, I needed everything else in my life, you know, and so I just made a decision when I saw it in the Word of God, I was just going to apply it to my life. So He said, seeking first. So I just started out with a few minutes a day. I was just going to put Him first. Out of doing that after a couple years, and God set me free from one addiction after the other addiction, and the guys that were around me, you know, a few months after I started putting him first, um, I was at a rodeo in South Texas, still living in this environment, still all the same stuff going on. I mean, I remember uh, one night at the, the rodeo, we're at the hotel room, and there's drugs laid out everywhere, and there's prostitutes in the room and everything else, and I go in the bathroom, and I found the Gideon's Bible in the in the deal and I just go in there and I just open it up on the toilet and I just I'm just crying because I wanted to change but I didn't know how to change besides just to do what the Bible said to do and so I call on the Lord and I just kept putting him first putting him first a couple months after that we're at a rodeo in South Texas and I couldn't rope very good at the time I was like I was you know just getting started as far as my team roping and I'm sitting on the fence and this is how cool God is when I don't care where you're at or what you're going through if you stay hungry to know God God will move heaven and earth to show up in your life. So here I am, just a guy. I'm just doing the best I know how, doing what I know to do. I'm sitting on the fence, and T. Woman and Rich Skelton ride up to me, and they're roping together at the time. They didn't know who I was. Of course, I knew who they were. They were my heroes. Right. And out of all these people at this rodeo, they said, hey, we got to be at Oklahoma City in the morning for the open roping. Will you drive us? I'm thinking, these guys don't have a clue who I am. But it was a no-brainer to me. I'll figure out how to get my stuff later. So, yeah. And so through that process, um, I started putting God first. I, I moved from El Paso down to Lano, lived with Rich, worked there. But every day, you know, Rich told me I was like living with the Pope. He said, man, you're like living with the Pope. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I was so hungry for change. And I had no idea I was called to do what I'm doing now. But after about two years... And, and guys seeing the change in my life, we were at a roping in Pecos, Texas, and these guys come up to me that I used to run around with, and I knew they were strung out, and they come up to me and everything. They said, hey, Trey, would you do church for us in the morning? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do church. And I got to thinking, eh, they're just messing with me because they'd given me a hard time about the process of change. And, you know, and so I'd kind of spent those lonely years just by myself, you know, because I didn't want to live that lifestyle any longer. So the next day, I didn't show up for church. And went to the rope and thought, oh, they're just making fun of me. They didn't really mean it. What the rope and the next day, every one of them came up to me and said, Trey, where were you? They showed up for church and I didn't. And Pace, it crushed me that I had a chance to share with them what God had done in my life. And they really wanted to know. Now, thankfully, now all of them have accepted the Lord through the process. But I remember telling the Lord that day, if you ever give me an opportunity to share your goodness and what you've done in my life again, I won't tell you no. 
two weeks later, I'm at the college rodeo. By this time, I'd gone back to Texas Tech. I'd gone back to college, getting my life right. And I go up to see who's doing church because uh, I didn't care what it was. If it was about God, I just wanted it. I was so hungry. And uh, they said, Trey, nobody's doing church. Would you do it? And at first I said, no way. And then I remember what I told the Lord. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And that day there was tons of kids and people that showed up for church. And I just started sharing what God had done in my life. And there was just revival that went throughout the college rodeos after that. I mean, there'd be hundreds of people in the stands for the church service at the college rodeos. And so from that day forward, I mean, it's just one thing right after the next. I mean, now you fast forward it 23 years later or whatever, and and here we are. But it all started with just that willingness to say, God, if, if this is what you have for me. Right. And then just and just being true to it and kind of because I'm sure that was a to get in front of a lot of people. Oh, man. Speak, yeah. I would. I'm sure you're pretty uncomfortable and it well, had to sure. be stressful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then to have it be successful and it just adds on, uh, just adds more confidence and, and just more belief and, and being able to, to really build yourself up like that. I think sure. that that's that's cool. Just being ready for those opportunities like that. But just like anything you're going to be a success at, there's a lot of failures on the way you know that there's there's some things that we, we all can relate to failure that nobody likes failure everybody does it though oh yeah I, <laughs> I, I was saying this the other day i i love bad practice uh-huh. like, i miss in the practice pen sometimes i, I mean i I'm, I'm almost happy after i'll miss a couple of steers because usually when i'm practicing i set it up to where if i'm on my good horse i'm going to make four or five runs for the jackpot or uh-huh. whatever for the rodeos and if I have two or three days where I don't miss a steer, you know, I really get going through the motions. And when I'm when I show up to the rope and the rodeo, I just kind of I feel I, like my confidence is real high, but my focus is okay. all I almost expect. And I notice that the more I kind of if I miss one or two steers here and there, it would bring me back to hey, you you're not focusing on the process of catching the steer. Yeah. You're just focused on. Uh, going just through get, the yeah, just going through the motions. Yeah. And I think that's it's cool to to hear. Uh, Trey, one thing we get asked a lot about is confidence and uh-huh. believing in yourself, especially pertaining to your roping. But I, I know your perspective on it will be real cool. But how how do you stay confident, especially I, th- I think using your roping would be a, a good example. Sure. Um, what are some of the ways you stay confident? Uh, of course, preparation is huge. Um, you know, knowing who I am in God has been a game changer for me that it nobody likes to miss in the roping world of realizing that I'm not going to stand before all my buddies whenever it comes down to it. If I can be pleasing to God, and I know I am through Jesus, but if I have that mindset of if I'm giving my best and I'm working my hardest at it and I'm putting in the work and I'm putting in the time and I know that I'm pleasing to God, then it keeps me keeps my confidence high that whether I win or lose in the arena – I know that there's more that defines a winner than catching a steer. Uh, And so preparation is huge for the confidence factor, but also realizing that it doesn't determine who I am, that that I'm not here to please you, so to say. I'm here to be the best me that I can be, and I've got to be real with myself at the end of the day, even tonight when we get done, whether I win or whether I don't out there. I'm going to ask, how was my focus? Was I the best me I could be? How was my attitude? Because now I'm at the point, Pace, that it it can be um, a little frustrating sometimes because as soon as whether I just wheel one down or I just cut one in the rear and miss one for a lot of money or something, most of the time people are waiting right outside 
the arena and I've got to be able to shake it off and I've got to be able to focus on what they're wanting prayer for or what they're wanting to talk about. Um, and so learning that roping in itself doesn't define me. Speaking in itself doesn't define me. You know, that uh, my relationship with God is what defines me. And, and so one of the things, because my schedule is so packed when I'm flying and traveling, that type of stuff, one of the things I'll do on my iPad, whoever I'm roping with, is I'll have our runs on there because it, when I'm videoing and stuff, I'll watch one or two runs when I've made mistakes and then I delete it. I don't want to keep watching myself over and over do the mistakes. So I'll only I'll build an album on there that I'll just sit there and I'll affirm in every different situation just good runs. That's like me. That's like me. And I'll watch my position. I'll watch my swing. I'll watch my timing. I'll watch my deliver. And I'll watch the execution, whether we're being four flat or whether we're just having to go catch. That's like me. So that helps because the, the mouth, every one of us have a mouth, and God designed us in his image and in his likeness and he created with the power of his words so using what i have because god knows what i'm called and created to do just like he does you but asking myself am i using everything at my disposal to help me be the best me i can be because yes i'm speaking yes i'm doing leadership yes i'm traveling here so what can i do to keep my confidence up and to keep my mind right and to keep that inner image right while i'm on the road well, I'll watch hundreds of runs a day on my iPad of execution, execution, execution. So when I get back home and I do rope, it doesn't take me two or three days to get back and get in the groove of it. I'm able to step right in physically and execute because I've been creating that inner image with my eyes, with my mouth, with my ears, with my heart. Um, and so that's a huge learning tool for me. I think that's so amazing to hear, just being able to focus on how to perform correctly and how to perform in these big situations and focus on and doing things good because i you hear that so many times from ropers or they're talking about oh i suck and i miss this steer well and, and even when you miss one you hear what all oh, this went wrong and this went wrong i think it makes it more likely to happen oh it does and as opposed to if i miss one oh, i just need to do this to catch him and that, I, right. think, I mean, it's the same run, but if you look at it a couple of different ways, I think it's so important because you, you hear that with the best guys yeah. in the world. They are focused on how to, how to, how to perform, what their focus is on. I think that's, uh, yeah. it's cool to hear that. And I think that, you know, going back to your confidence, you just continue to build yourself up like that is, it's, uh -huh. it's so important. You know, environment is huge. And I know we've referred to that a lot. You know, the music I listen to, it, it's only going to be life-giving. Whenever um, the people that I'm around, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be a light to the world, but I'm going to protect my heart and protect my faith. And so I'll surround myself with the right people. Uh, when I'm working out, I'm listening to the right music. When I'm driving, whatever, I'm listening to the right music and I'm listening to teachings. Everything I'm doing, I'm thinking about what am I drawing from what I'm hearing? What am I drawing from what I'm seeing? What am I drawing from the thought processes it's producing? So that's why I don't listen to negative music. I don't watch negative movies. I don't hang out with negative people on a continual basis because that's not going to help me be the best me that I can be. So if I don't protect my environment and create an environment of success on purpose, I won't be a success. But if I'm learning how to create the habits of success, success will become a habit. Right. And just I, I hear that too with, with what you're saying is, is almost like no excuses. You're just yeah. focused on growth and this is even if you 
miss three in a row up here tonight or go win first through third, it's still growth. You yeah. know, you're still just focusing on getting better and better at all times. And, and I think that that's... that's and it, it relieves a lot, you know, having that mindset pace. I know when I was younger, whether if I missed one or whatever, man, it would just deflate me. But now it's just another step in the process of being the best me I can be. That this roping tonight doesn't determine my future. My It's another step in me becoming the man that I've called and created to be. With my mind, with my attitude, with my focus, with my ability, with my horses, with the people. There are people here tonight that we're going to get to meet and reach that I don't know yet, but it's a part of the process. And, and so people are always watching. And so me controlling my emotions, me having a good attitude, me that's what the best me looks like. Well, and you know, Trey, we talked, I think it's been a couple of years ago now, but um, I remember I was rodeoing, it was kind of after the 4th of July, and I'd had a, a decent year to that point, but the 4th of July just kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. and we, I mean, and, and I roped okay, but not, and I was down, and I, and I was really upset at my roping, myself, and just, and I remember calling you and talking to you, and uh, one thing that you said to me, and I'll never forget it, was you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Meaning I cannot be focused on the results of that single day, of each day of these rodeos. And, um, and it, when I thought about that, it's just if you think long-term and you have to get improved no matter what you do that day. Yeah. And I just remember thinking that. And that, that really was a big, big moment for me and kind of helped keep things in perspective is, you know, it doesn't really matter whether I win or lose today, but if I don't get better then I'm going to start losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so just understanding that, that it doesn't matter result. You cannot be result oriented and then you got to yeah. be process and growth minded. And I, I, sure. I love hearing that. So, well, and, and, you know, it is important to, uh, take inventory of our results. And if, if what we're doing isn't producing, then we've got to change something, you know, and be willing to change, you know, the, because, so, I mean, if something's not measurable, you know, you can't see where you're at. You know, if we didn't have a score on, at a football game, you wouldn't know who the winner or loser was, so to say. Um, so every year I'm measuring my results uh, on the TV show, on the ministry of my rope, and did I get better? You know, who was I hanging out with? Where did I spend my time? What I need to let go of? What I need to do more of? Um, taking inventory on all those different areas because that's the only way we're going to get better. I agree. And, and I think if, if you're not, one thing to think about if you're not um, doing that correctly, if you're making a lot of excuses, yeah. you know, if you blame something, if you're not being successful for something and you're like, oh, well, this happened and this happened, that really, if you stay with it long enough, should only make you better. Yeah. You know, if things happen that are out of your control, it, if you stay with it and it's in your heart, it, it really should. Yeah. be something you'll get past i mean it doesn't matter if you don't have any money and can't enter you know you've got to figure it out you can't make excuses yeah. of why you don't have money you got to go figure out how to or you know just things like that i think are. if so you important. want it bad enough you'll figure it out exactly you know hunger is such a huge ingredient in the process of in and just the ingredients of success of how hungry am i how hungry am i to know god how hungry am i to be the best me i can be you know what is my uh, discipline like what is my daily life like you know I say I have these big dreams and these big goals but what is my work ethic like you know I can have say I want to do all this type of stuff but I can pretty much track your daily time and what you do 
and there's going to be a lot of indicators that are going to show whether you're ever going to accomplish it or not. Well, and I think that's real important too. And I hear the stories about you going to the gym, and there's a lot of people that go to the gym uh-huh. and work at some things, and that's great. And then there's guys that push it and give it all they have and have a plan, and they their gym session is nothing like someone who, <laughs> yeah. went, you know. And you can you think about that if you apply that in all things you do. How how important is that? Right. Yeah, that I mean, there's the principles of success are the same across the board, whether it's the gym or the rope arena or your marriage or your business or, you know, what you put into it, what you sow, you're going to reap. And I, uh, I think that's something you should say to I should be saying to myself yeah. a lot. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really agree with that. So, Trey, I think we got another 10 minutes or so. We don't okay. have to be on time. Yeah. Um, what is the best habit you picked up in the last year? Um, the best habit that I picked up in the last year, um, I think I mentioned it earlier, of asking myself regularly, what does the best me look like? And, and not so much just that saying, but the, the, would I hire me or would I fire me? If somebody, if I was to fill out a, a resume or a, a, a job application to run my life, would I accept it? you know and and that that thought process has really caused me to lift my game in some areas whether it's financially whether it's administrative work whether it's studying whether it's working out whether it's in my roping um i want to hire me you know i i i i want to give myself a a raise or a promotion so to say because i am putting in the work i am um, being ahead of the game. I'm not waiting for things to go down before I correct it. I'm trying to be ahead of the game and changing on purpose and not waiting to change when I have to change. I'm changing because I know I can change and I know I want to change. Um, and so I think, you know, whenever I say that pace to you, would you hire you or would you fire you? That gets you to thinking, doesn't it? Oh, it's got my wheels turning. <laughs> yeah, and it's, kind of, it's scary. And, and I think that that's, Trey, you know, one thing we're afraid of is change and being uncomfortable and getting out of our comfort zone. And you say that when you say that, I hear the word change a lot. Yeah. And that's something I, I am trying to become more comfortable with is change and getting out of my, my comfort zones and some of the habits that I have. And yeah. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to self-evaluate and be realistic with ourselves. What, yeah. what are some other ways that you do that and you try to uh, be very realistic with yourself that way? Well, there's no growth in the comfort zone. And but we're trained with today's society to be comfortable. We want to have enough money so we're comfortable. We want to have this place so we're comfortable. I want this job so I'm comfortable. So we live a comfortable lifestyle, but there's no growth in our comfort zone. And so being willing to um, bust through the, the terror barrier, so to say, what, what makes us afraid? Well, I'm afraid to step out here because, oh my gosh, I don't know where the money's going to come from. I don't know whether it's going to succeed or fail. And so you feel that fear. You feel that, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. I'm not for sure how things are going to happen. But if you bust through that, then you create new habits on the other side of that terror barrier, so to say. And then you, you develop another comfort zone, but it's at a different level. And then you've got to make a choice again to bust through the next terror barrier to keep going. Then you create habits that, you know, because habits, they don't know who you are or whether you're a male or a female. Habits are habits. They're going to do what you train them to do. So they're going to be uphill habits or they're going to be downhill habits. 
And so having uphill habits, it's going to take you from comfort zone, bust through that terror barrier, so to say, develop a new comfort zone, go through the next terror barrier, new comfort zone, next terror barrier. And that's a daily process of what am I afraid of? Thinking in my marriage, what am I afraid of? In my finances, what am I afraid of? And dealing with that fear, because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. If I'm feeling fear, it's not from God. So what I need to do to overcome the fear, I'm going to feed my faith. I'm going to be realistic with myself first. Can I do it? it, Are these gifts that God has placed on the inside of me? Is this a dream God has placed on the inside of me? Is this a desire that he's placed in me or did I get it from somebody else? Am I trying to do something because I saw Tom, Dick, and Harry do it? Or is this something I'm created to do? Because when you know your why, go back to our first opening statements there. When we know our why, it keeps us pressing. It keeps us moving forward. When life knocks the crud out of you, it keeps you getting back up again and keep busting through those barriers where we limit ourselves, not because of the outward circumstances, but because of our inward thinking. But if we're continually developing our thinking on a daily basis, that 1% a day, it's going to keep just escalating. It's going to keep taking us from faith to faith, glory to glory, from where we're at now to where we want to be. Trey, I I love hearing that. And and I... I mean, it's funny because we can get so focused on one or two things and how you're able to keep perspective on it and just hearing the stories about this. I I really do enjoy hearing it. Well, thank you. You know, Trey, I I love hearing you speak, and there's a lot of people that, I mean, you post daily videos, I think, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and and you're everywhere on social media, and you do a great job with that, as well as um, I've got a few CDs by you, and in fact, I I actually have them on a list on my phone, and so when I go to the gym, they're kind of on a shuffle, and I listen to those a little bit sometimes when I've got my headphones in, but Trey, what are some other things that you got going on and how people can kind of reach you and find you um sure well every month i do i have a mentorship program where people call in from all over the united states and what i'll do we do this twice a month and they call in on a conference call line they can sign up um that we posted on social media uh instagram facebook twitter all that type of stuff how they can sign up for that and i'll do like a personal development teaching for the first 40 50 minutes right there and then I'll open up the line for questions and answers and just to see if I can be a thinking partner with them, help them think through whether they're uh, – because we have people from the medical field to the government uh, to pastors to rodeo people to housewives, construction. I mean, just all walks of life, and it's so neat to hear how they're applying God's principles in ways that I would never think of because I'm not in that world. But God's principles always work when we apply his principles. And so that's really a fun – personal development process and it's so fun to see the growth of the people who stay consistent in it and keep applying it and i'll give homework assignments they'll email me and we'll go back and forth on their whatever they're working on Um, i also do uh, courses throughout the time right now i'm doing one everyone communicates but few connect Um, and so it's a it's a whether you're in your family the business world whether it's one-on-one conversations whether it's in a small group whether it's to an audience learning how to communicate learning how to connect with people learning how to be the best you you can be because in order to succeed we've got to learn how to deal with people uh, so that's what i'm doing now i'll do one uh, on the, the laws of growth 15 laws of growth from my mentor john maxwell and that's one of my favorites i'm doing that with the smarty young pro team right now we've been doing that all year long once a month they'll call in them and their families and i'll go through the personal development process with them um, and so you can go to TreyJohnsonLeadership.com. It'll have the different list of all the stuff that we're doing, what we're a part of as far as on the leadership. 
because uh, I'll go to you know conferences or I'll go to be a keynote speaker at different organizations uh, for the leadership, the personal development, motivational uh, type stuff, and all that's God's principles. Um, and so that's one way to do it. You know, then you have the ministry stuff that I do. I'm in a different type of church every week across the country somewhere, um, and then I rope in schools. You know, I do a lot of rope in schools, and that's a a way that I uh, God has used the rope to reach people you know that's what i'll when i go to australia i'll do school assemblies i'll do roping schools i'll speak at business stuff i'll you know all the way across the the board but once again asking myself is this helping people know god and is it helping them be the best them they can be so they can go to treyjohnsonministries.com that's our website they can follow us on all the social media they can download the trey johnson ministries app kind of helps keep them up to everything we're doing and what's going on and you can find out the conferences the roping schools there's church services everything that we're doing also too the the cds are great yes I, yeah i put them on the computer like i said and i put them on my playlist i love just listening to them and and then you've got the youtube playlist and yeah you're, you're, you've done a great job with your social well, media thank you we're working on it continually yeah absolutely it yeah. was so funny uh, on the your on the x factor videos when jojo when i was i think i was talking about purpose or something like that i had jojo roping and everything and my voice is on behind it i was doing this rope in school so i don't even remember where i was at, at the moment but this little boy he's just sitting there and he's watching me and he goes, you sound just like Jojo Lamont. <laughs> yeah, that, that I, was, told, I told Jojo that. That just made me laugh. <laughs> that was one of our first, uh, it was kind of a motivational video that we did. It, it was probably our biggest one. It, it, it did, I don't know if it did a million views, but it was pretty It did a lot, close. huh? That's so, awesome. Yeah, that was really fun to see. Uh, no, Trey, I, I really appreciate you doing this. And, yes, sir. You know, I think that one thing just to keep in mind, I, f I feel like some people just feel stuck. Uh -huh. And I think that's where you, I mean, you're such a, a motivational person and, and really can put things in perspective for people. And I, and I encourage them to reach out because it's just yeah. like that. If you feel like you, you have a higher calling or you're not happy where your life's at and you're like, well, I'm stuck. I have to work this job and I, and whatever it is, I think they're just getting around you or being able to communicate and get a different perspective on it yeah. can really help provide a lot of value to your life and, and really put a why and and it makes sense so that way when you do go work at your job you know why you're doing it yeah and, and i think that that's so important to be able to to do that and have you uh help someone self-evaluate and sure. just kind of learn how to grow as an individual so i appreciate yeah. all the help and, yeah, and it's, it's just really fun to to hear you talk and well, and, how, and just how you go about things trey so well thank, thank you. you pace thanks for having me on and of course they can message me on any of the social media stuff and my team will make sure i get the messages and um, but I would, I would love to be a part of anybody's journey and, and, uh, you're doing a great job and I hear so many great things from people all over of how they've listened to your podcast or seen the videos or, and so X factor is more than just team roping. It's about changing people's lives. And we really, from the industry, we really appreciate you being who you're being because it's making a difference. Well, and that's been my favorite part about X factors. Originally I was kind of thinking, man, we're, we're just kind of missing some things, what I'd like to see with roping. And, and as I got into it, I'm like, Hey. There's so much more, and that's just like this podcast. Yeah. I've had so many people reach out, and we're just, you know, to hear guys' story or how to self-develop and, and where people come from. It's it's amazing to hear everyone's yeah. journey and how different it is. And uh, and uh, so that's just been so much fun to do as well as, you know, all the all the filming and videos we've been able to put yeah. together. It's it's crazy to, to see how much talent there really is out there and how yeah. hard people are working at things. So I, I love I love everything about it. Well, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Thanks, Trey. All right. Thanks, Pace. Bye-bye.